Colonel pregame show, uh, Colonel Girls back at the Corn Palace. They're a second game this week coming off that uh, uh, game at Huron on Tuesday. And Coach Cole Knippling joins us. Uh, taking steps forward this season, wins haven't been there yet, but uh, well, what did you like against that uh, that Huron game? Just a, just a couple minutes they would go on a run, and that was basically the difference there Tuesday. Yeah, I think if you took out the first four minutes of the second quarter and about the first three minutes of the third quarter, you know, we're playing even the rest of the game, but we lost those two stretches, eleven to nothing and fourteen to nothing. So uh, you can't get beat in stretches like that, and that's that's where we got to kind of grow is uh, those cold stretches as the game goes on. Or I think just offensively, we kind of lost our our mindset. And then you know when you aren't scoring on the offensive end, it puts a lot of pressure on your defense. It's hard to always be going back live ball transition, and that's what we we're forcing ourselves to do. Yeah, Sarah Seaburn had a big night with 20 points for her. And, uh, I mean, she she seems like she's your, your best perimeter threat and uh, seems like she's good for at least two or three threes a game. You know, she's got a really nice quick release. I think that's the good thing. She's, she's always been pretty good at finding the open space and, and she's able to get it off even when somebody's closing out on her. So I like that she's shooting for, with confidence. She's shooting a good percentage, which is the big thing. You know, she's, she's shooting about 33% the last couple games, and we really need that from her. And Colonels have appeared tonight at the Corn Palace. And getting other folks involved, you expect some scoring from Sarah and, and Sawyer Stabner. Uh, the, the shots are there. What can you do? The, I mean, just uh, practice, practice. I mean, the, the, the shots are there. Uh, good looks, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we just got to finish a little better. I thought that was one thing about here. And I felt like there was a lot of possessions where we did everything to get us to the right spot. We just are not finishing, whether it be a jump shot, whether it be a shot at the rim, or free throws. You know, free throws, we're just, I think we're shooting 52% on the season, which mm-hmm. we need to be shooting a little bit above 70. So if we, if we made more shots, it'd make life a lot easier and we'd all be happier. We've got to find that third score. You know, you got Sawyer's our leading score, Sarah's in double digits, but you really need to have three double digit scores, three scoring mm-hmm. options. So we need a Caitlin or a Lauren or a Taylor Givlin to um, be stepping up a little bit more on a night-to-night basis. You know, Lauren was scoring pretty well early. She's a freshman. She's going through some freshman highs and lows. Um, you know, I'd, I'd like to think we can get Caitlin and Taylor going a little bit more, too. And, and uh, everybody's been dealing with some sicknesses uh, this week, the boys included. Uh, we yep. talked about, you know, it's time to have good, good to have some time off, but especially is it good just to get healthy and get everybody uh, rested and healthy to go here next week? Yeah, that'd be kind of the goal is if we can get through tonight, um, then we can have the weekends. You know, you got three days out from school, uh, let them rest, let them relax a little bit, and then we just don't have a game till next Friday, Saturday. So hopefully that long stretch we can get over this hump of all the stuff that's getting passed around. You got Pierre tonight. Uh, they're 2-5, and five, but uh, they, 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 they gave Washington a game there a couple weeks ago, and uh, they've had a tough schedule. Uh, what do you see from Pierre? It seems like they're better than a 2-5 and five team you would expect. On film, they look like the best team we've played so far. Um, so, they, to me, they're the best two and five team in the state. If that's if you want to look at it that way, I, I really think that they could be better than Huron. They're better than Watertown. At least on film, they look that way. So, um, we got to work it out for us tonight. Hope we're ready to do it. Seems like they got a lot of guard play. Seems like they got some shooters. I mean, is it a little bit of everything for for, for Pier? Yeah, I got Remington Price is a very, very good guard. She just she seems like out of film, anytime she's left open, she makes it. You just hardly ever see her miss an open three. Um, they got some really nice posts down low. Can't think of her name off the top of my head, but number 21 for them is, yep. is a really nice player. Yep, she reminds me a lot of Macy Kemp. So um, just can play inside, play outside. Uh, just really, really solid in all aspects of the game. So they got some nice players.
Tip-off coming up next, Colonels and Pier. Colonels uh, at home again here at the Corn Palace. Coach, good luck. Hey, thanks. Appreciate it. Colonel pregame show here tonight on KORN, also on KCCR out in uh, Pier tonight. Uh, other uh, scores here from uh, AA girls from around the state. Uh, looking at number three, Brandon Valley. Uh, they're taking on Spearfish tonight in Brandon. Also a Douglas, they'll be at Harrisburg. Uh, while Roosevelt, they're still 0-7 on the season. Roosevelt, they will be at number one, Sioux Falls, Washington. Tonight, that game uh, at Washington and uh, Sioux Falls, Lincoln. They make the trip to Huron uh, coming up here tonight. So we'll keep you updated on those scores, plus some other scores as well. Of course, we have the, the Hanson Girls Classic. That'll be coming up tomorrow. Uh, so a, a fairly light schedule for some of these teams. Uh, here's there's nine games at the Corn Palace tomorrow with the 39th Annual Hanson Girls Classic. And, and, and always around this time, seems like St. Thomas More is always in the uh, Hanson Classic, always one of the best teams in Class A. And with that, they usually make a trip uh, just to the west of Sioux Falls to Hartford to take on West Central. And that is really your game of the week here tonight in uh, in all of uh, high school basketball. It's number two, St. Thomas More, taking on number three, West Central tonight. Uh, West Central at 9-0, and St. Thomas More at 8-1. and and then uh, both of those teams going to be here in Mitchell at the Corn Palace tomorrow. Uh, St. Thomas Moore taking on Parkston at 6 o'clock. And then uh, number 3 West Central takes on number 4 Wagner at 7.30. So West Central, 9-0. and They've got some good wins. Uh, they take on number 2 St. Thomas Moore tonight and number 4 Wagner tomorrow. It's Mitchell Colonel basketball tonight. The Colonels at 1-5. and The Pier Lady Governors at 2-5. and We're back next with tip-off live from the Corn Palace. KORN and KCCR in Pier. Tip off, uh, banged around a little bit, ping pong balled around a couple players. Giblin gets it for the Colonels. Colonels with first possession. They go across the Corn Palace floor from left to right. Giblin at the top of the key. She'll drive the lane right side, get it to Siebert in the right corner. She'll pick up her dribble on the uh, right edge. Here's a drive by Stabner. Brick wall right there for Pier with t- uh, 12 to shoot. Drive by Stabner, finds Christensen underneath. For a good layup. Took him a while, but a nice job. And an assist by Stabner. Christensen puts Mitchell up 2-0. Nice job by the Colonels being patient on that possession. They're waiting for things to develop, and a lot of passes on that possession. Peer gets the ball, moving across the court from right to left. Remy Price in the right corner. Here's a drive by Stevens. Tipped away, stolen by Sieberts. Lady Governors turn it over on their first possession. One minute in. Stabner goes uh, left baseline, kicks it back out to the top of the key to Gibland here early in the possession. They hand it off to the freshman Van Overshield. In the lane, she traveled, and that'll be a 2-0 lead. Colonels, they match the peer turnover. Van Overshield on the travel in the lane. Well, that's kind of a shame after such a nice job defensively to get that turnover after getting on the board first, but uh, Van Overshield kind of got lost there in the lane trying to find someone open. Second possession here for the Lady Governors. There's a three at the top of the key. That one is good for Ryan Berry. That one was from deep. 5-7 sophomore puts Pier up 3-2. They've got some good shooters on this team, so we're probably going to be seeing a lot of those here tonight. Van Overshield at the top of the key for the Colonels. Down 3-2. Siebert now has it near half court. She'll dribble right, pick up her dribble. Turn left, find Stabner at the top of the key. She'll find Giblin, right corner three for Giblin. That is good. Giblin answers with a three. Colonels take the lead five to three. Nice work again by the Colonels, moving that ball around. Got a good open look in the right corner there for Giblin. See if Pierre can answer. They get it down, though. We'll have our first foul as Reese Terwilliger 
was down underneath, and it should be a shooting foul with 6.09 to go in this first quarter. See who they get the foul on, either Stabner or Christensen. It'll be on Christensen of Mitchell, her first, team's first, with 6.09 to go. 5-3, Mitchell up here by two. True Williger, her first free throw is good. 5-11 sophomore. Young team for Peer again, uh, two sophomores, Barry and Terwilliger. And you have two juniors with Price and Kaiser and Stevens, the, the one senior, starting tonight. And they also have a freshman, Lennox Dupree, that gets some playing time. That one rattles in. Terwilliger makes both of her free throws, and we're tied at five. Two minutes in, some pressure here on Giblin. She gets a pass to half court to Christensen. Back to Giblin at the top of the key for Mitchell. Then Overshield, the freshman, uh, loses it momentarily in the left corner. She'll drive. Have to kick it back out somewhere. She's stuck at the foul line, and that'll be uh, travel again. So Van Overshield getting her second starts. Back-to-back travels for her. Well, just really well played defensively that time by Peer because uh, that position started out pretty good. Some good passing there by the Colonels, but Van Overshield again got lost there around the lane and didn't know where to go. Governors turn it over. Kaiser can't handle the pass. Gibland, she'll kick it out. Gibland with the steal. Van Overshield now in the right corner. Colonels with a chance here. Some early turnovers for both sides. Van Overshield with a three in the right corner. That one was a rainmaker. That's good. Colonels back up 8-5. to five. Well, that's how you make up for those couple of turnovers. Van Overshield just uh, dropping that three from the right wing. Nothing but nets. Here's a deep three by Peer. That one is short by Laney Stevens. Uh, out of bounds to Mitchell. So two early threes from Giblin and Van Overshield. That's $6 from Mitchell roofing and siding. And $3 from Mitchell roofing and siding. Uh, two Mitchell basketball boys and girls. This one tipped off the inbounds. Pierce steals it. Nice steal there by Ryan Barry. So a quick uh, turnover by Mitchell. Drive in the lane, and we get an offensive foul on Avery Kaiser. First on her, first on Pierce. three minutes in. Nice job by the Colonels defensively because that was kind of a quick change on that turnover on the inbound pass that was misplayed and really well done to get underneath the basket there and get good position. That looks like Giblin more your point guard now. Sawyer Stabner has been uh, doing point guard duties. Uh, Giblin loses it, and we get an off uh, the ball foul here, or on the ball foul on the loose ball on Pierre. Laney Stevens, she picks up the foul, her first team seconds. You know, and, and something the Colonels, I think, have done a lot better with as the season's gone on is getting away from that pressure. I mean, early on in the season, they struggled with that a lot, had a lot of turnovers, and a couple of times they couldn't get across half court on time, but they've worked on that quite a bit, you can tell. Giblin gets it to Van Overshield in the right corner. She already has one three from there. Christensen down low loses it. It'll be a turnover on the tie-up. Christensen turns it over. She was tied up by Terwilliger. No subs as of yet here. 4.44 left in this first quarter. A shoe-tie timeout there yeah. for Taylor Giblin at midcourt. 8-5, Mitchell with the lead. Pierce got a three from Ryan Berry and two free throws from Terwilliger. They get it inside. Now they steal by uh, Sawyer Stabner. She'll take it coast-to-coast. Coast. Lay it in left-handed. Stabner with those, Stabner with those long arms. Plays the, pay, the, plays the passing lane so well. She does. I mean, she's done that so many times this year. Great job just uh, seeing where that pass was going and really nice finish there on the other end. They had nine steals last Friday night in that overtime loss to Yainton. Here's a deep three at the top of the key. That's another one for Ryan Barry of Pier. Back-to-back threes for her, and it's a 10-8 ball game. Mitchell up, and will take a timeout. 4.08 to go. It's a three-point uh, barrage here. Both teams with a couple of deep shots. 
10-8 Mitchell halfway through this first quarter. We're back in one minute from the Corn Palace. Colonel Zerapier takes a timeout here off of that uh, three-point make. Colonel Girls leading 10-8. Pier goes for the steal, but Siebert's pass the defender. Now back to Stabner. Still got to get across half court, and they do with a couple seconds to spare. Colonel and the Governors here tonight on KORN Mitchell and KCCR in Pier. Both teams with a couple of threes early on. Giblin at half court, directing traffic with 14 to shoot. Then Overshield in the left corner for Mitchell, 10 to shoot. Stabner will drive. She'll lose it at a pretty wide open lane. And uh, we get a whistle here with 3.39 to go. See what the call is here. I don't believe it was a foul. It'll be a, uh, a tie-up, tie-up possession arrow towards Mitchell. Shot clock will not reset, so they got to hurry here with only seven seconds to go on that tie-up. Siebert under the basket, throws it in. Finds Van Overshield at the top of the key with four to shoot. Christensen inside. Out to Giblin to beat the buzzer. Good at the top of the key. Nice. That's how you do it. Get it to her in rhythm there. A nice shot there, top of the key. Mitchell five for five shooting so far in this first quarter. Took all 35 seconds of the shot clock there. Giblin with two early threes. Nice pass underneath. Layup good for Peer and Kaiser. Inside game of Pier, their first field goal inside the arc tonight. Well, really nice pass, first of all, down low there to Kaiser, and really nice work down there by Kaiser to get that basket. Van Overshield to left corner three. That one was short and air ball. 2.59 to go here in the quarter. Colonel's down, or Colonel's up by three. Here's for the tie, a deep one. Air ball by Remy Price. Pier can't save it, so it'll be back to Mitchell. Uh, a lot of points in this one, 13-10. to 10. Colonel's offense has got to get going. This has been one of their better starts we've seen for Mitchell. Yeah, that's the whole thing with their offense this season is sustaining. I mean, they've had moments where they put together some runs and get some shots going, but the big thing that they got to work on is sustaining runs. Van Overshield thought she may have traveled for the third time, but nope, it'll be a foul inside on Pier. Their third team foul late in the first quarter. It'll be on Reese Terwilliger, her first. So three fouls on Pier, only one on Mitchell, late first quarter. Colonels lead 13 to 10. Van Overshield got to get it in, gets it to Stabner at the top of the key. She'll drive left, stop at the free throw line, and throw it into the bleachers where nobody is. Turnover Mitchell. Seems like either Mitchell's turned it over or they've made a shot. There hasn't been, uh, been too much in between tonight. Yeah, and that's pretty much the story. There are five out of six shooting from the floor and five turnovers so far. Um, Pier so far has started out three out of six. The good with the bad. 13-10, Mitchell leads, Pier ball, top of the key to Terwilliger. They push it right side to Price. Not much there with the Staben on her. Nice entry pass to Kaiser. And uh, looks like Christensen got a tip on that one, and Pier will turn it over. Uh, Terwilliger was underneath there. Looks like Christensen didn't foul her. And uh, Pier no. loses possession. Yeah, just good possession down there defensively by the Colonels on the baseline. Uh, just made that shot really difficult. That angle was not easy. That's why the ball went out the side of the backboard there, and Colonels get it there on the turnover. Mitchell gets it to Stabner, racing up court. Now at the top of the key. Coming up on two minutes left here. A substitution here for Mitchell. Kiera Hofer, first one off the bench as she checks in for Van Overshield. Siebert gets the handoff near half court. Good defense by Pierre. Colonels find Hofer on the left wing. Now Stabner, she'll drive left side. 
Uh, trying to get in the lane, she's stuck. Gets, gets it to Hofer. Now Siebert with five to shoot will put up a desperation shot and airball it. That'll, that did not hit the rim. That did not hit the rim. And the shot clock reset. This should be a shot clock violation. And let's see. I mean, there's... Uh, no, they're there's, calling a the foul away from the basket. I think there's gonna, they're going to look at the uh, shot clock here. It, yeah, I mean, I mean, they're, they're going to talk about it, aren't they? Yeah, because there were five seconds left when she shot. It reset. Right, this it, should be a shot it, clock violation. It went violation. completely over the rim, and since they didn't reset, but you but can't can, fault can you punish the Colonels though? Right, because when you reset the clock, they see that and yep. they feel like, okay, we still got time. I mean, that's uh, that's on the table right there. That's on the clock operator with one thirty-nine to go, thirteen to ten. The right call, I guess, or would be a shot clock violation. Uh, well, you'll see. Uh, put two on the shot clock, so they'll they will give Mitchell. I guess a, how they pulled that number. Not, I mean that wasn't right either. <laughs> Did they were, pull that number out of the air? There or what? Were five seconds left when Siebert shot, and then five seconds went off the uh, shot clock. So give them two seconds. That was just a, a random call. Siebert three at the top of the key. That was as good a look as you're going to get off the back out here. No good. So Pierre possession down three late first quarter. Here's Kaiser at the top of the key. Got a big size advantage on Hofer. See if they uh, get that, uh, recognize that for Pierre. Here's a drive by Stevens, the senior, and we'll get a travel on Laney Stevens. So more turnovers for both sides. We have 11 turnovers thus far. Yeah, the Governors have six so far. Mitchell's got five. So a little bit of sloppiness here in this first quarter, but we've also seen some good-looking shots too. 13 to 10. We've been stuck on that here for a couple minutes. Siebert brings it up. Past half court here with just over a minute to go. Two and five, Governors. One and six, Mitchell. Pierre knocks it out of bounds. Uh, Lennox Dupree, the freshman, checks in. Subs here for Mitchell. Taylor Giblin checks in for Kiera Hofer. And Colonel Bench. We don't expect a deep bench tonight. We may see the eighth grader, Addie Hofer. Or excuse me, uh, Addie Simpson. Uh, she's got some more playing time here last couple weeks. Colonels knock it around. Out of bounds again off Pierre with a minute to go. 18 on the shot clock. Also in for Mitchell is Delaney Dagan, a 5-4 sophomore. So we've seen Dagan and Hofer off the bench. Drive by Stabner. They've got 12 to shoot. Dagan with the deep two right corner. That's good. Bench production for Mitchell up by five. Yeah, nice possession there again by the Colonels. Just being patient, waiting for that open look. Pierce got several players that are long, and it's really tough to get these passes cleanly. Dupree at the top of the key, now to Kaiser. Down low, Pierre loses it. They save it, but it goes to Mitchell. And a turnover by the Governors. Here comes uh, Stabner. She'll kick it out. Giblin for a third three. Nope, that one's too long on the left uh, edge. And we got a loose ball foul here. This will be on Delaney Dagan of Mitchell. Her first, team second, as she runs over Remy Price. 24 seconds to go. Shot clock turned off. Second foul here on Mitchell. Well, good start for the Colonels, 15-10. to 10. Yeah, I mean, this is about as good a pace as they've had offensively uh, to start this season. I mean, 15 points in a quarter on their way to 60 yeah. potentially, but can they keep it going? They've had too many games where they've had at least one quarter where they just had a big lull where they only score six or seven points. Stabner with the breather. They bring in Van Overshield for the final 10 seconds. Three by Dupree. That one is no good. Colonels have five seconds to do something with it. Delaney Dagan past half court. Siebert from half court. Good if it goes. Short by a couple feet from half court. At the oh. end of one, Colonels lead the Governors 15-10. to 10. 
You're listening to Mitchell Colonel Girls Basketball on KOR and Mitchell and KCCR Pier. We're back in 60 seconds. Through one quarter here at the Corn Palace tonight. Uh, Mitchell girls leading Pier 15 to 10 and some hot shooting for Mitchell to start off. Yeah, how about 55% in that first quarter uh, going 6 out of 11 while Pier went 38% shooting 3 out of 8. True Williger gets it now to the top of the key. Stolen by Van Overshield. She slows it down here. She slips. Uh, is she going to get a, a timeout maybe? What do we got? Get a tie up so it'll still stay with Mitchell but Van Overshield with the steal to turn over Pier. It should be Mitchell ball on the uh, possession arrow. <laughs> the Colonels actually thought it was going back to Pier. They were starting to retreat back towards us, but the referee said, no, no, you still got the basketball. No well, fresh shot clock here for uh, Mitchell. Again, only 10 points in that quarter for Pier. I get it to uh, Christensen inside the lane at the free throw line. Stabner will drive, leave it to Christensen. Kick out three, right corner. Siebert air ball, way too strong. Wide open for Siebert. Underneath Christensen fighting for it. She'll lay it in off the glass. Her second bucket tonight. Boy, great work down low there by Christensen, kind of fighting the fighting away the ball on that rebound because one of the peer players had it also. It was almost dual possession, but then Christensen got the bucket. Another pass underneath. Colonels get it. A lot of white shirts underneath there. Stabner comes up with it. Another turnover by Peer. Giblin, she'll drive the lane, and she'll get stuck, and she will travel. Made the basket, but not before she took some steps. 7.03 to go here until halftime. Largest lead tonight, 17-10 to for Mitchell, looking for their second win of the season. Lennox Dupree, the freshman lefty, brings it up for Peer. Underneath again, and, uh, well, maybe uh, knocked out of bounds. Last touch by Peer, so another Peer turnover. They get it to uh, Sidney Tedrow underneath. A lot of passes underneath for Pierre getting knocked around here. Not a lot of uh, open passing lanes. Yeah, that's a great sign for the Colonels' defense, just being very, very active on this end and uh, not giving Pierre any really good looks um, down low. I mean, they've been letting it fly a little bit from three-point range, but when they try to go down low, the Colonels have been locking down defensively. Giblin on the right side, bit of a push, no call on her. Christensen finds Stabner in the lane. She is stuck. There goes that ball. And let's see here. Another tie-up, and this will be a turnover and peer possession on the possession arrow. You know, and you just love Stabner and her energy so much, but, you know, we see these moments pretty much every game where she gets a little bit too aggressive and then kind of gets lost a little bit in the lane, then either turns it over or has a tie-up like that because she doesn't quite have that clean look at a layup. Colonel's knocking it around here a couple of times. Uh, Giblin had a tip and Stabner had a tip. Uh, Pierre trying to get it inside. The Colonel's tip it away again. Christensen comes up with it. Another Pierre turnover. That's all they've done this quarter is just to turn it over on passes under the baskets. Yeah, that was so well done defensively. Someone came from behind and poked it out without getting a foul called, and there was another Colonel right there to take the basketball. I mean, that's clearly something they practice, mm -hmm. right? I mean, that, that just looked like someone that knew what they were doing, getting it out there without having that foul call. Avery Kaiser checking back in here for Pier. 6.07 to go in the half at 17-10, to 10 Colonels. Christensen stuck, finally gets it underneath to Siebert, who uh, throws it up under the basket, no good. And then at the bottom of the backboard, or the uh, rim, here come Pier. Pier, they want to run a little bit. They'll get it to the top of the key, and Christofferson... 
Now right side, down low. They're going to get this ball inside. They're just determined to do so. Yeah. And Christensen picks up the foul for Mitchell, her second, team's third. They've got a couple shooters again. Uh, uh, Remy Price with no points thus far for Pierre. Uh, Barry with two threes. Yeah, I mean, they, they've got a few good shooters out there on the floor, and they haven't really been launched in many threes since the opening moments of this game. And near another turnover almost is... Uh, Elise Christofferson loses it momentarily. Then Overshield uh, falls down. She recovers defensively for Mitchell. Here's a three right side for Barry. She misses. Offensive rebound, though, for Terwilliger. And she will travel. So, Pierre, they have not scored this quarter. Colonels have only scored two. So, uh, some points in that first quarter. It's a stalemate right now at 17-10. And we're two and a half minutes into the quarter, and the fact that Peer hasn't scored, that just shows how good Mitchell has been so far defensively. It's really great to see how much energy they have on both ends tonight. Caitlin Christensen, boy, I thought uh, Seamson almost double dribbled there. Eighth grader, Andy Seamson checking in for Christensen in two fouls. Giblin stuck under the basket, triple team. She loses it. It'll be a steal here for the Governors. More turnover. Sloppy play here three minutes into the second quarter. This one, another steal underneath by Stabner. Right to her by Christofferson. She'll drive and lay it off the glass. The Sawyer-Stabner special, the steal and the layup. Yes, I mean, she does that so often. She has such a good eye for where that ball is on defense. Another time out here, 4.55 to go in the half. It's all Mitchell up 19-10 over the Peer Lady Governors. We're back in 60 seconds on KORN Mitchell and KCCR Peer. Colonel basketball tonight, KOR in Mitchell and KCCR in Pier. 4.55 to go in the half. It's 19-10, Mitchell. Colonels have four points in the quarter, and Pier has yet to score. They've just turned it over way too much. Eddie Seamson knocks out of bounds for Mitchell. Knocked it out of the hands of Avery Kaiser. So uh, I would say the defense got to be an A-plus thus far for Mitchell. Absolutely. I mean, Pierce still hasn't scored in this quarter, almost halfway through it, and Pierce got 12 turnovers so far in this half. 10 points, 12 turnovers in 11 minutes for the Lady Governors. Dupree gets it inside. Dupree takes a three. That one is uh, too strong off the back iron. Rebound by Giblin. Colonels can make this a double-digit lead with points here. Drive by Siebert on the right baseline. She kicks it out to Seamson, now to Stabner. She has to get rid of it, so she'll find a backdoor cut for uh, Siebert. And uh, Siebert will uh, be fouled and head to the line. I like that. Siebert being aggressive there. Yeah, good feed down there on the baseline, and Siebert's kind of struggling so far with that jump shot, so she's doing what Stabner does. You know, when she gets in that same situation, attacking the basket, now she's got a couple of free throws. Siebert to the line to shoot two. First one is good to make it 20-10. to 10. That's their first Mitchell. free throw here on the night. Pierre also just with two so far, so, you know, sloppiest things mm -hmm. have been a little bit with the turnovers. Not many free throws yet. Avery Kaiser picked up the foul, her second, team's fourth. And Siebert rattles that one in. Uh, Siebert, her first two points tonight. Yeah, th that's one way to get going. I mean, Hinker does that sometime for yeah. the boys, too. When the shots aren't there, he gets to the free throw line. Halfway through this second quarter, it's 21-10, to 10, Mitchell. Looking for their second win. Remy Price is bumped by Stabner. Stabner knocks it out of bounds. Under the pier basket here with 23 to shoot. This pier offense, you feel like they're going to get going at some point, but 
We're halfway through the quarter here, and they haven't scored yet. Yeah, I mean, the Colonels' defense doing such a good job of keeping them uncomfortable offensively. Price, a left corner three. That is no good off the back iron. Rebound by Stabner. She brings it up for Mitchell. Ben Overshield drives the lane, finds Giblin in the right corner. Seamson pushes it to the left corner for Siebert. Cross-court pass right side to Giblin, who will drive. Good ball movement. Somebody's going to be open here at some point. A lot of quick passes for Mitchell. Giblin now left side to Seamson. The eighth grader drives left side. Back to Siebert with 12 to shoot. Boy, hot potato basketball there. <laughs> We've seen like 10 passes on this possession. Drive and there a you floater go. inside the arc. A floater from Stabner with Steal two in the backcourt here by Seamson. Steal by Seamson. Colonel's up 23 to 10, and they get the turnover. Giblin underneath. She'll be f- shooting free throws. Colonels, this is one of their biggest leads all season long in game number eight. Yeah, I mean, what a sequence there. There must have been ten passes at least at on that least. possession, and then Stabner finally got that nice little teardrop to go. That's the way that possession really needed to end, and then great awareness there by Seamson to get that steal. Giblin shooting two. She will make the first for a 14-point lead for Mitchell. Subs here for the uh, Lady Governors. 9-0 Mitchell in this quarter. It's, a, it's just a, a really great job by the Colonels to keep that the, the constant back and forth going here on both ends. Second free throw for Giblin. Good. Colonels hitting their free throws. They have struggled mightily from the line this season in just over 50%. Another Pier turnover, turnover on the inbound. Boy, good defense by Mitchell, but again, Pier, they got a. And this is a 25 to 10 ball game. Timeout on the floor. They need it. 3.22 to go in the half. It's 25 to 10, Mitchell. We'll be back coming up here in 30 seconds, or make it 60. We'll be back in 60 seconds on KOR and Mitchell and KCCR Pier. Colonel basketball tonight, live from the Corn Palace. Travis and Sean with you here on KOR in Mitchell and KCCR in Pier. Colonel's up 25 to 10. They have a 10 nothing run in the second quarter. Pier's not scored, and Pier's just turned the ball over way too much. They've turned it over again underneath. Colonel's get it in here with uh, just over three minutes to go. 15 point lead for Mitchell. If I'm Mitchell, I just keep on attacking this basket. I mean, passing's been great, but keep on attacking up by 15. There you go. Van Overshield gets the layup. Uh, She's got five. Stabner with another assist. 27-10. Another quality possession. Lots of passes. Deep threes off the mark by Terwilliger. Rebound Siebert. One and done. That took about 10 seconds if that. And that's another thing Mitchell's doing really well. They're getting a lot of one and done possessions defensively. Not giving Pierce second chance shots. Pierce knocks out of bounds. Had a chance for a steal, but it'll be off of the Governors with 29 seconds to go uh, with the shot clock. 2.49 in the half. Colonels can make this a 20-point ball game with a three. This will be the uh, sixth team foul on Pier. Giblin is fouled at the top of the key. Six fouls on Pier, the first on Dupree, the freshman. Colonels, uh, substitution, Van Overshield will check out. And we'll see Delaney Dagan. She's got a basket tonight. It's amazing just the night and day difference I see on this court tonight compared to Tuesday at Huron. Big difference. Siebert with the right corner three. That's an air ball. Rebound out of bounds. Last touched by Pierre. Pierre. So Mitchell will get the ball. 
Uh, that will be an air ball. Shot clock still at 25. Does not reset. Dagan will throw it in here with 2.36 to go. Will Pierce score in the quarter? That is a serious question right now with 2.30 to go. Getting outscored here, 12-0. Stavener, tough defense on her, pushes it right to Dagan. Top of the key to Gibland. Thinks about a drive. Now back to the top of the key, hands it off to Stavener, who drives and turns it over. Throws it in the uh, left corner to Remy Price. Pierce got to get going here again. Uh, Seamson knocks it out of bounds uh, off of Dupree, or from Dupree, last touch by Mitchell. So, again, Pierce, they just got to, they, they, they can't worry about scoring. They got to keep uh, possession. They got to uh, keep the ball here. Yeah, I mean, that was just great work by Seamson again, just uh, racing down the court, trying to get back defensively, and just poke that ball out from behind the defender to break the momentum of that, of that uh, fast break by Pierce. Manny Kemp checking in for Taylor Giblin for Mitchell. Also, a Lauren Van Overshield, the ninth grader, comes in for the eighth grader, Addie Simpson. Very young lineup for Mitchell with a freshman and eighth grader getting some serious playing time. Peer throws it in, gets it to the top of the key. To Barry, now Dupree. Wide open three for Barry. Nope, she didn't hit this one. Another quick rebound for Siebert. Nice outlet pass to Delaney Dagan. She'll back it off in the right corner. Colonels get it to Stabner underneath. Bounce pass left side to Kemp underneath. And the Colonels lose it. So we'll get a, uh, oh, they just take it away from Mitchell. Ryan Berry takes it away. Sawyer Stabner slow to get up. They've got points here, and they'll get them. Layup underneath by Terwilliger. Finally breaks the scoring drought for Pierre. Yeah, they have and missed it, eight straight shots before that make right and there. And here's a turnover. Siebert throws it away. Governor's within 15. Price underneath. We get an offensive foul and a charge. As Siebert takes the charge, Price on the turnover and foul. And the last possession, good to see Sawyer Stabner uh, still in the, in the game because she got tossed aside on that rebound attempt by uh, the Pier Governor player. And we were kind of waiting to see if there's going to be a whistle, yeah. but they just kept on going. That's why Mitchell was kind of down one on that break, and that's why the Governor's got that easy layup. But she's just showing the Warrior that she is. She's right back in there. Stabner slow to get up, but uh, gets it to inbounds here to Giblin in the left corner. Siebert with the left corner three. That's another air ball. She's cold tonight. Uh, o of uh, for the game. She's got two free throws. 27-12 here, minute 10 to go. Drive, left side layup blocked by Stabner. Not oh, much there. Oh, boy, gonna, no, no. They're going to send uh, Tedro to the line to shoot two for Pierre. Uh, I think the referee didn't have the right angle there because that was all ball. Mm. I mean, Stabner did a great job timing her, her uh, swat attempt there and got right on top of the basketball. Foul on Stabner, her first, team's fourth. Two free throws for Sydney Tedrow. She misses the first one. And that's where you say the ball don't lie. That's right. That's where the old adage comes from is when it doesn't go down, when you, you think uh, the, the foul was inaccurate, that's what happens. Addie Seamson checking in for Maddie Kemp for Mitchell with a minute nine to go in the half. Free throw, uh, Tedrow misses both, but put back, no good by Peer. And uh, Colonels get the rebound. Terwilliger had a chance to, to put it back off those... Two missed free throws. Stabner picks up the rebound. Colonel still up by 15 late in the first half. Colonel's only given up 12 points thus far, two in the quarter. Drive by Van Overshield, and she travels again for the third time tonight. Oh, my goodness. It's just uh, what a struggle sometimes it is when she gets inside that lane and 
kind of gets a little bit lost in the woods, not really sure where to go. And just great job defensively by the Pier Governors that time, just uh, not making it easy for her to get in the lane and get that layup she wanted. Dupree, it's stolen from the uh, from Seamson. Drive by Van Overshield, count it, and the foul. That's how you make good on that. Seamson took it from Dupree, and then uh, Van Overshield... She's got those three travels, but all of a sudden, she's got seven points. Yeah, Seamson actually deflected that inbound pass. Great job on that, just to be aware where that ball is in the backcourt. And then great finish by Van Overshield. Van Overshield to complete the three-point play, and she will not. So it's a 17-point lead, 29-12, to 12, with 35 seconds to go. That's Mitchell's first miss at the free throw line so far. Jumper left corner by Peer. That is short. They can't make anything tonight. Rebound Terwilliger. Layup and good. They needed that one badly. Terwilliger with six points. Cuts the lead to 15. You think, you know, Peer's got five points here in the quarter. Finally, they're getting some cha- second chance opportunities. Colonel's outscoring Peer 14-4 to four in the quarter. Yeah, I mean, it's been pretty rare. Colonels have played so well defensively, and this is only their fifth free throw attempt. There's a lane violation by Sawyer Stabner as Terwilliger misses the free throw. Boy, I thought she kept her balance before Terwilliger let that ball go. Stabner was teetering for seconds, and I can't move, I can't move, and she fell like a... I thought she held up. She finally fell in the lane right before the shot, so... Another opportunity here for Terwilliger. See, and that's why when you're on the free throw line, watch the ball. you, yep. you got to watch the ball, wait for it to be released. Terwilliger with a second opportunity makes it good, so that's an extra point. We'll see, uh, see if that matters there. 25 seconds to go. Colonels lead down to 14. Then overshield, left corner, see if the Colonels hold for final shot. No shot clock. 15 seconds to go. They should go into yep. half with at least a 14-point lead. Give me another 10-pass possession right here to finish off the half. Seamson, three, right corner, good. That works, too. Seamson, the eighth grader, her first bucket tonight. Is a 32-15 lead for Mitchell at halftime. Up by 17. They outscore the Lady Governors in that second quarter, 17-5. 32 points, one of the... Better offensive halves we've seen for Mitchell this year. Yeah, very efficient. They did a a great job with the passing on just about every possession in that half and uh, didn't get into the same turnover trouble that Peer did. That that helped the Colonels out a lot. Defensively, I loved everything I saw in that first half by the Colonels. Very active on that end. Didn't give Peer very many second-chance shots, and uh, the offense was very efficient in that first half. Very well done. Halftime stats coming up next. We're back in two minutes from the Corn Palace. Mitchell leads Pier 32 to 15. We're back in two minutes on KORN Mitchell and KCCR Pier. Halftime here tonight at the Corn Palace. Uh, girls basketball on KORN Mitchell and KCCR in Pier. Travis Crimson, and Shawn Michaels here tonight. It's a 32-15 halftime lead for the Mitchell Colonels. They've gotten, uh, I mean, uh, for Mitchell, usually uh, when they're scoring a lot of points, it's only a couple players. It's Sawyer Stabner or Sarah Siebert having a big night. But tonight for Mitchell, they've got seven different players have scored. Eight points for Taylor Giblin. She's got a couple of threes. Uh, Sawyer Stabner's got six. Caitlin Christensen with four. 
Lauren Van Overshield. She's got a three-pointer and seven points. And then two points apiece from Siebert, Delaney Dagan, and Addie Seamson. So this is something we have not seen from Mitchell this season. Uh, six, seven players uh, with points here in just in the first half. Yeah, and don't forget this comes on a night where Aliyah Howard's not available. So it's just really encouraging for Coach Knipling to see the Colonels play like this uh, when they're one player down. And it, it, it's a perfect formula. Very efficient offense, terrific defense. They have forced 15 first-half turnovers on the Pier Lady Governors. And here they stand up by 17 at halftime as we check out these uh, halftime stats. Mitchell shooting 55% at halftime. That's how you get it done, 12 out of 23 from the floor, while Pierre went just 5 out of 17 in that first half, going 29%. I got to believe that's one of their uh, lowest scoring halves so far their season. Uh, Mitchell winning the rebound battle by a little bit, 9 to 7 for the Colonels. And then free throw line pretty quiet for both teams. Mitchell 4 out of 5, while Pierre went 3 out of 5. But uh, just really liked what I saw defensively here by the Colonels, which I think helped lead to some really productive offense. Meanwhile, for the Pier Governors, they've only had uh, three players score in this first half. They've gotten six points from Ryan Berry. She has two three-pointers. Those came early in the ball game. Uh, they've got seven points from Reese Terwilliger. She's got two field goals and three uh, from the foul line. And Avery Kaiser with just two. So uh, Remy Price, she is scoreless. The uh, freshman Lennox Dupree has not scored. And Lainey Stevens, the 5'5 senior for the Lady Governors, uh, she got the start here tonight. She has not scored. So Pierre at 2-5 uh, and five on the season. They lost uh, on Tuesday night to Lakota Tech, 65-60. Uh, to 60. They also last, uh, lost last week only by seven points uh, to number one Sioux Falls, Washington. So they played a tough schedule, and they get a chance here for uh, maybe a road win tonight, but they're going to have to overcome a 17-point deficit uh, here in the first half on the road at the Corn Palace here tonight. So get you some other scores from around the states in double-A girls tonight. Uh, number one, Washington leading Roosevelt 20-8 to uh, late in the uh, first quarter there. And again, Harrisburg hosting Douglas. And number three, Brandon Valley hosting Spearfish here tonight. So the game I'm looking forward to is the number two, uh, St. Thomas Moore, and number three, West Central. Uh, well, it's a blowout in favor of West Central girls, 62 to 28, blowing out St. Thomas Moore. That is a huge surprise, a 34-point lead uh, for the West Central Trojans uh, late in the third quarter. We'll see West Central here tomorrow night at the uh, Corn Palace when they take on number four, Wagner, uh, at 7 o'clock, part of the uh, nine-game schedule of the 39th annual Hanson Girls Corn Palace Classic. So uh, number two and number three, expect a little bit closer game than that, but uh, West Central blowing out St. Thomas Moore tonight, 62-28. to 28. We'll take a three-minute timeout, come back with the second half up next. Mitchell Colonel Girls looking for their second win of the season. They're up on pier tonight, 32-15. to 15. We'll take a three-minute timeout, back with the second half next on KCCR Pier and KORN Mitchell. Second half here between the uh, Pier Lady Governors and the Mitchell Colonels at the Corn Palace tonight. 32-15, Mitchell with the lead. Mitchell in their home whites, black numbers, gold trim. They will get the ball moving across from right to left. Pier Lady Governors, black uniforms tonight with green numbers and green trim. Colonels looking for a sweep of Pier the last couple nights. 
Colonel Boys with a 69-55 win last night in Pier. And will be a turnover. Giblin throws it out of bounds looking for Sieberts to her right. A turnover for Mitchell 10 seconds in. 32-15. You feel like Pierre's got to play better. They scored 10 points in the first quarter. Only five in the second. And it's going to be how will Mitchell respond if this game gets under uh, 10 points. It's a 17-point lead right now. Another turnover by Pierre. They're still turning the ball over. The uh, Stavener special coast-to-coast misses the layup. Right back to the Governors. All bodies on the floor. As Avery Kaiser brings it up for Pierre. Here's the drive at the free throw line. Kick out three for Price. This one finally uh, rolls in off the uh, front iron. Gets a good bounce. Price uh, with her first basket tonight. And that lead cut down to 14. Well, we know Pierce got good shooters. We've just kind of been waiting for them to get going. And that's the big thing for Mitchell in this second half is weathering the possible storm when uh, Pierre does put a run together. Colonels have gone cold in parts this season. That's where they get in trouble. Siebert three blocks and kept in bounds. What an athletic play by Avery Kaiser to keep that ball in bounds. Here comes Peer three on the left side. That one is good for Stevens. Six straight points. They've already scored more points in the first 80 seconds of this quarter than they did all in the second quarter. Colonels now up only by 11. They get a push on Peer. Foul on the Governors. Yeah, now the Governors are being a little bit more aggressive defensively. I think that was a big adjustment that they talked about at halftime was let's force the Colonels into some mistakes and see if we can get back in this ballgame. Foul on Mitchell or foul on Pierre, their first of the half. This will be the second foul on Laney Stevens. Quickly 32-21. to 21. This one knocked away and Pierre takes another turnover away from Mitchell. Kaiser with another turnover. Pierre looking for a, uh, another run here, but they lose it in the left corner. Van Overshield picks it up for Mitchell. More turnover problems for Pierre. Yeah, that was fantastic defensive work by Sawyer Stabner. Again, seeing the ball defensively, diving at it, getting it back for Mitchell. Christensen down low. They kick it out for a three by Siebert, and she Woo! connects. First time tonight, Siebert's hit a uh, basket. Only a matter of time, right? She's such a good shooter. She had a really cold first half, but you know she can do that. Got a very quick release. Can get that ball and get it off very quickly. Price in the left corner for Pier. That is short. 35-21. So the Colonels withstood a little run there with six early points from Pier, and you look up, and that lead is still at 14. Yeah, that was a big basket by Siebert to break that momentum Pier had. Floater by Giblin in the lane. That one's out of bounds off of Pier. Giblin's defender just slipped. And she uh, ran right past her. A little floater in the lane was no good. Stabner, she'll check out. Van Overshield in quickly for Mitchell. We got uh, Seamson out there. Seamson, the eighth grader. Looks like uh, Stabner may have a little bit of a bloody nose. Yeah, I think she's checking out just to see what's going on there with her nose. That's one block. Giblin's 15-footer is blocked. She gets it back, though, with plenty of time on the shot clock. Van Overshield has it at half court with 25 to shoot. Back to Giblin at the top of the key. Right side, Van Overshield for three. That's an air ball. Pure basketball with 5-11 to go in the third. Colonel's up 14. Well, uh, Van Overshield's been kind of hit and miss here tonight. She's had a couple of threes that missed everything and one beautiful high-arcing three that went down. Uh, But you know she can do that, and I'm sure they're pretty comfortable letting her take that shot. Freshman for Pierre Lennox Dupree checks in for Ryan Berry. Three minutes into the third quarter. Another three in the right side, wide open for Pierre. They hit another one, their third of the quarter. This is Avery, uh, Avery Kaiser. 
Avery hits her first three-pointer, lead back down to 11. And with 17 here starting the second half. Seamson takes a three right side. This one off the back iron, no good. Here come the Governors to get it to single digits. Underneath the basket, Stevenson off the glass, no good. Can the Colonels keep it? No, they cannot. Stevens misses the layup, but the Colonels knock it out of bounds. Really good defensive work down there, I think, by Seabird underneath the basket. I think she was trying to draw the charge because there's a little bit of contact down there, but no whistle blown. But she did kind of change where that shot was going just enough to make her miss. Maddie Kemp coming in for Mitchell. She'll check in for Sarah Seabert. As a Seabert may have a little bit of a bloody nose or a bloody lip as well. Wow, things are getting physical out there. Physical down there. Layup underneath by Price. She misses everything on the inbounds. Had a pretty good look at it. Seamson with the board for Mitchell. Giblin quickly up with it. Pass from Stabner. So, Pierre, they've had chances to cut this to single digits. Seamson a three in the left side. That is short. Put back by Christensen is there. Nice. For her... Uh, Third bucket tonight. This is probably the best she's played all year with six points. Yeah, really nice work down there by Christensen to get that rebound, see where that ball was going, and get that basket. Three in the left corner by Peer. Another one. They've hit four in this quarter. Remington Price with her second three in the half. She's got six. So this we've finally been uh, wanting. Okay, what is this Peer team we've been hearing about? Well, we've finally seen it here in the second half. And they had 15 points at halftime. They already have, uh, what, 12 already in the last four minutes. Yeah, exactly. This is uh, the best their offense has looked so far here tonight. They're hitting those threes a little bit more now in this second half, and um, I think Coach Knippling just wanted a timeout there to talk to his girls and tell them you need to challenge those three-point shots a little bit more because they're starting to hit those because they weren't falling in that first half, but the Colonels can afford to exchange threes for twos because yeah. then Pierre's going to catch up on you, so... I think uh, the coach is just uh, slowing down the momentum here, Pierre, a little bit, and uh, getting his defense reset, too. I feel like, you know, things in uh, Pierre's, uh, uh, Pierre's way right now, momentum with the Lady Governors. And we, we kind of saw that coming. We knew, okay, they're capable of putting together a run. They got some, some good shooters, and now it's just a matter of how the Colonel's going to respond. 37-27, the 17-point uh, lead for Mitchell cut to 10 in just four minutes. Some full-court pressure. Stabner gets a pass to half court. Now you see the pressure. How's Colonel's going to attack this pressure? And they turn it over. Christensen gets it right back, though. And we get a timeout. So the Colonel's going to keep it. They turn it over momentarily. Christensen goes diving at the free throw line to keep it. And the Colonels uh, use their just their second timeout. We'll take one as well. 3.46 to go in this uh, third quarter. It's a 10-point game. Mitchell up on pier 37-27. Back in a quick 30 seconds on KORN Mitchell and KCCR Pier. Colonels get it in. Stabner off glass. No good. Christensen fighting for the rebound. It's going to be Pierre Ball on the tie-up. Another good look underneath. Stabner, she's usually uh, pretty good from underneath. Yeah, I mean, that, that's pretty much her spot. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of surprised to see her miss that. She had a pretty clean look at it. Pierre was right behind her there to uh, kind of get a hand in her face, but normally she hits those. 
Stevens on the left side gives it to Dupree, the freshman, at the top of the key. Now on her side, right side. Stabner going for the steal. She's going to tie her up, and we're going to get a steal right by back. Stabner. Possession arrow now towards <laughs> Mitchell on the turnover. And great defense. I mean, that's what the Colonels have been doing so well here tonight. You know, when if they have problems offensively, their defense has helped them out quite a bit. We've had a lot of exchanges of turnovers in these last couple of minutes. Yeah, points have come in bunches. There's been scoring droughts, and there's been a lot of turnovers. And here's a, a, another one as Giblin loses it at half court in front of the scores table to our left. So another turnover by Mitchell. 19 turnovers for Pierce so far, and now 15 for Mitchell. My goodness. A lot of turnovers in this one. Not many free throws, though. Coming up on three minutes to go, third quarter, 10-point Mitchell lead. Top of the key here, free throw line jumper no good by Dupree. Rebound for Van Overshield. She'll get it to Stabner for Mitchell. Quick shot, no good for the Governors. Another important one-and-done possession there for the Colonels defensively. Stabner in the left corner. Will she drive? Nope. She'll get it inside to Van Overshield. Van Overshield with a nice layup. Does not hit rim off the backboard. Rebound by Peer. Remy Price brings it up, and she double-dribbled Boy, what a shame on that last possession there for Van Overshield because that was such a nice pass to get her in the lane for that look. Van Overshield with seven points tonight. Giblin with eight. Stabner and Christensen with six apiece. So we've got uh, four players for Mitchell between six and eight points. Nobody yet in this ballgame, late third quarter in double digits as of yet. 37-27 Mitchell. That's a good sign for Mitchell that they're you know getting good balanced scoring here tonight. Seamson pushes it left side to Stabner. Down low to Christensen, double teamed. Got to get rid of it. Giblin, three in the left side. No, that one way off the mark. Too strong by Giblin on the left wing. Peer, they've had many possessions to get this within 10. Drive by Dupree, off glass and good. Christensen picks up her third foul for Mitchell. And now finally, Peer within 10. Down by eight. Well, I was watching Christensen the entire way back in transition. Never did get herself turned back around to see where the ball was. And uh, the defender, or excuse me, Dupree just went right by her and got the layup no problem. Dupree's first points tonight, and she completes the three-point play. The freshman coming off the bench tonight with uh, three points. All of a sudden, it's a, a, ten, a seven-point lead, and Dupree comes up with the steal, and we get a foul on Mitchell. This one completely falling apart for the Colonels. They have lost uh, 10 points on this lead in just six minutes. Stabner will pick up the, oh, this is Stabner's third already. Wow, that's a big third foul. So we're going to get a timeout, and Colonels, they're reeling right now. Cole Knippling, not very happy. 17-point lead for Mitchell, slipping away. 2.06 to go in the third. It's Mitchell 37, Pier 30. We're back in 60 seconds. Colonels take a timeout here. Both teams only with two timeouts left here. We still have uh, over two minutes to go in this third quarter. Pierre scored 15 points in the first half. They already have 15 in this quarter, just six minutes in. Yeah, this is that big quarter Pierre's been looking for here in this game. They've outscored Mitchell, what, 15 to five. five, and it keeps on going here. Mitchell needs more stops like that one right there. A great rebound by Stabner. Price misses the jumper in the left corner from 15 feet out. It's short. 
Stabner with the rebound. Giblin at the top of the key, dribbling right. She's double teams. Got to get rid of it. Got to get rid of it. Finally does to Siebert in the left corner. Now she's double teamed. Christensen gets the tipped pass. Good defense by Peer. Stabner with an awkward shot inside the free throw line. And we get a foul on Van Overshield, her first. Good defense by Peer. Whoever had the ball for Mitchell, they had two defenders in their face, and they just could not uh, get rid of the ball very cleanly. Well, and, and Stabner can't believe there was no whistle call when she went in the lane. It looked like she got, you know, bumped by at least a couple of lady governors there in the lane, but no call. And governors have it back here, only down by seven. 37-30. Drive, kick out to Dupree. She'll take a three. This will be short. Rebound tipped around. Colonel Ball, uh, Siebert, she gets the uh, rebound. Another big stop, but the Colonel's got to get the offense going again here. Minutes to go in this third quarter. They get it to Christensen. Ten-foot jumper is good. Nice. Eight points. Eight points for Christensen. Nice job by Christensen to get that pass, turn around, focus, and just get a nice good-looking floater in the lane there. Colonel's back up by nine here with 40 seconds to go. Here's a deep three. That one is good to make it a six-point ball game for Ryan Berry, her third three tonight. She's got a game-high nine. Colonel's only with the only up six. Siebert drives left baseline, and we get a foul. Uh, Ter Williger, her second, only the second on Pier. Well, to be honest, I was surprised to see Seabird driving the baseline there. I mean, she got a great pass over the right wing. Thought she was just going to launch that what looked like a three. May have been a long two, but that's kind of her spot. I think she's feeling a little bit kind of hesitant now to shoot because she's been kind of cold tonight. Van Overshield, 15-foot jumper, left corner no good. Christensen loses the rebound, and uh, Van Overshield going to pick up her second quick foul. The uh, fourth on Mitchell. So Remington Price picks up the rebound. And all of a sudden here, Pierre, 17 seconds to go with another three-pointer. They can shave uh, 14 points off a halftime lead real quick. Yeah, they've done exactly what they needed to do in this quarter is just trim in a little bit off that lead before the fourth quarter. Now it's a six-point game. 39-36, Dupree, free throw line, no good. Rebound, Pierre. Four seconds to go, a three-pointer at the buzzer, good. Three-pointer for Ryan Berry, she's got 12, all from deep. 39-36, the Mitchell 17-point halftime lead is cut to three. They were outscored in that third quarter, 21-7. to Can the Colonels hang on here, up by three. Fourth quarter up next, we're back in one minute on KORN Mitchell and KCCR Radio Pier. Pier Lady Governor's back in this game, down by three, and they've got the ball. They hit six three-pointers in that quarter. And six three-pointers, and they got a three-point play by Dupree. Here's a right corner three for the tie. That one is short. And we get a foul on the loose ball on uh, Pier. This will be on Tru Williger, her third. Third foul on Pier. So only three fouls on the Governors and four on Mitchell. So need a couple. I mean, free throws have not been a factor at all in this ballgame. Well, the Colonels need to get their offense going. I mean, this, this game was a 17-point lead at halftime. Now it's down to three, so it's kind of back up in the air. And, you know, the Colonels can't afford to have back-to-back Friday nights where they blow a lead at home. they got to pull this game out. Christensen throws it away. It's too high for Siebert underneath the baskets. 
Turnover gives it back to Pier with 7.20 to go. Kaiser loses it, gets it to Ryan Berry. Berry with uh, four threes tonight. She's got a game-high 12. Drive, kick out to Kaiser. Kaiser finds a Terwilliger underneath. Wide open, misses the layup off glass. She I can't believe she missed back. it. And the Colonels nearly turn it over. Siebert gets it in the left corner and saves it. We get a foul on Pier with 6.57 to go. Fouls on Barry, her second, team's fourth. Well, and that's something else that can really help the Colonels out here. If they can start getting more aggressive and attacking the basket, maybe they can get themselves in the bonus and uh, manufacture some points at the free throw line. You got Stabner with some uh, cotton or a tissue up her left nostril, it looks like, with that blood. Yeah, total warrior. Got a blood-soaked cotton swab up her, up her <laughs> nose, but she's, she's playing on. She's playing hurt. I love it. Siebert in the left corner. She nearly throws it away. Christensen saves it. Seamson drives the baseline, and she will oh, knock it out of bounds. Last touch by Peer with 20 to shoot. The defense for Peer has been uh, much, much better. better. Yeah. yeah. 32 points in the first half for Mitchell. Only seven since in the last nearly 10 minutes. So Seamson checks out for Mitchell. Then Overshield checks in a freshman for an eighth grader. Siebert. Gets it in underneath. Stabner, this one no good. Wanted a foul on that one. Couldn't get it. Would have had two free throws. Well, Coach Knippling wanted a foul, too. There was definitely a bump on Stabner when she went up for that little teardrop shot, but no call again, so Colonels need to get back on defense. Kaiser at the top of the key, 20 to shoot. They get it left side to Stevens. Now underneath, we have a tie-up. It'll be a turnover. And call the tie-up here with the Van Overshield. Uh, tying up Terwilliger. It'll be a turnover, possession arrow towards the Colonels. 6.19 to go. Neither team has scored here two minutes in. 22 turnovers now for the Pier Governors, 17 for Mitchell. It's It's been very ugly at times. Nearly 40 turnovers in this ball game. 6.15 to go. Some full court pressure by Pier. Colonels break it. They get it to Van Overshield in the left corner, and we'll get a foul. It'll be the fifth foul on Pier. Non-shooting. Should be on Terwilliger. If it is, it's her fourth. This is on Terwilliger. It is her fourth. She has uh, seven points tonight for Pierre. Siebert gets it into Giblin. Giblin at the free throw line. Dribbling left. Loses. Uh, Got to pick up uh, the passers here. Stabner drives left baseline. Uh, good defense underneath by Pierre. She kicks it out to Giblin. Plenty of time on the shot clock. We saw that those possessions where Mitchell would pass it so quickly. We're not seeing that right now. And the Colonels, uh, it's knocked out of bounds off of Pier with 16 to shoot. Yeah, I mean, Pier's in a zone defense right now, but they're being really active with it, and they're not allowing the Colonels to get open looks yet. Stabner with a rare three, and that's an air ball. That's why it's a rare three on the left wing. That is just not uh, part of her ball game yet as a sophomore. Mitchell has gone ice cold here. We've, they've only hit, let's see here, seven of the last eight shots. They've mi yeah, missed seven of eight. 5.40 to go. 39-36. Nobody scored for the last two and a half minutes. Underneath is Dupree. Layup way off the mark using her left hand. She is left-handed. And Stabner, foul. Stabner gets the rebound, and we'll have a foul. That'll be on Terwilliger, her fifth, and she is gone. It appears. And Mitchell now just one foul away from being in the bonus. So Gotta get, the line. get that get that ball in here and, and just keep your eyes in the basket and slice through that D and see if you can attack and get a layup and get to the line. 
Reese Terwilliger, she fouls out. Five fouls for her. She had seven points. Two field goals, three from the foul line. The 5'11 sophomore is out for Pierre for the rest of this one. Colonels get it down low to Christensen. Now to Van Overshield, left corner. And we get a foul. And there Van it Over, is. Van Overshield to the line. A lot of fouls on Pierre. It's the third on Stevens, the seventh on Pierre. They've got picked up three or four quick ones here in this fourth quarter. Uh, and no scoring after almost three minutes in this fourth quarter, so free throws become really big now. Uh, the rest of this game. Then Overshield misses the one and one. So, again, we've seen so many times the Colonels' free throws have cost them games. Yep. Uh, specifically against Yainton. Uh, one of those, uh, the Thunder Basin game against Wyoming. Five minutes to go. A three for Peer in the uh, tie. That's an air ball by Lennox Dupree. That would have tied it at 39. Under five to go. Nobody has scored yet. This one tipped away from Stabner. That's a steal by Pierce. Stevens underneath the basket. They kick it out. Right side. Price for the tie. Short. Rebound by Dupree. Kaiser for the three in the tie. That one is too strong. Layup is no good. How many opportunities do the Lady Governors need? Could have tied it up numerous times, and the Colonels turn it over again. Stabner loses it. Another steal by Dupree. Freshman. She only has three points, but she's pretty good. Price with the three for the tie, off the mark again from the right wing. Pierre's going to get this three at some point. Colonels have got to settle this game down. It's just a little bit too frenetic right now. They've got to slow down, run their offense. Pierre's missing their shots. They need some points. Four minutes to go. Three by Van Overshield. Good. Finally, somebody scores. Four minutes into the fourth quarter, we finally get our first points. Well done by Van Overshield. Fighting through, kind of a cold night shooting. They only called it a two? Wow, it is only showing a two. I thought she was behind the line. So that's a big one. That's only a two. This one off the mark, Pierre misses. It's still a huge basket by Van Overshield to make it a two-possession game again, and Pierre misses again. Colonel's up five here, 3.35 to go. Colonel's have scored the only two points in this quarter. And back at the line we go. Stabner will shoot a one-and-one. That'll be the third foul on Lexis Lennox Dupree. Third foul on her, the eighth on Pierre. So Mitchell has only hit two of their last nine. Meanwhile, how about this for Pierre? They're going to be pretty upset with themselves for their shooting. They have now missed nine straight shots. Colonels have only hit, I think, four shots this entire half. Stabner shooting a one-and-one, and and she misses that one. Christensen, though, with the rebound. She's had a nice night, and she gets blocked. Peer loses it. Nice block again by Avery Kaiser. 5'10", long arm. She's a junior. Five-point game. Again, we saw Peer. They went, what, six minutes in that second quarter without scoring, and Peer just throws it away. So we've seen the good of Peer and the bad of Peer. Right now we're seeing the worst of Peer. And Mitchell needs to take advantage. Yeah. I mean, really, Peer has fallen apart in this fourth quarter. They have yet to score. 319 left in this game. Peer has not scored yet. Mitchell's only got two points. But Mitchell has to take advantage of what's happening here with the Governors ever since their rally. Their offense has gone cold. There are a lot of out of sorts. They now had 23 turnovers. So Mitchell has to find a way to pull away in this game. Hey, we're nearly five minutes into this fourth quarter, and this this is not the longest scoring drought for Peer. They went six minutes of that second quarter without scoring. They uh, missed nine straight shots, and turnovers have become a huge problem. 
And, you know, the Colonels aren't helping themselves enough offensively. They're turning it over themselves. They've got 19 turnovers in this game, and they've had several chances, really, to, to pull away in this game here so far. So uh, they got to dig in. You know, this game is still up for grabs. Colonels got to learn how to finish yep. games like this one right here. 319 to go. Pierre will take a timeout. Mitchell leads 41-36. Get only 319 to go. Mitchell scored nine points in this half. I was, I was just about ready to say they had 32 at halftime. I mean, who would have thought we'd be looking at the clock with 319 left and they're stuck on 41 points. But yeah. both offenses really have uh, been MIA for a lot of this second half. So just a question of uh, which offense is going to wake up here in these last three minutes. Colonel Ball will go the length of the floor with Stabner, Van Overshield, Christensen, Sieberts, and Seamson, the eighth grader out there. Stabner gets it in and turns it over right to Price. Tough pass to Sieberts. Turnover off the pier timeout. And a pier, they get it inside to Kaiser, and we get a foul on Stabner. Late whistle, wow. That is her fourth foul. She's fouled out once this season. Five fouls on Mitchell. But the good news is, only game Mitchell's won this year is when Stabner's fouled out. Well, and, you know, you got to be careful here. Four fouls. I mean, she hasn't had a great night offensively, but she's still the leader on that court. I mean, she's their point guard. She's she's kind of the engine, I think, of this team. I mean, she has a ton of energy. She gets to the basket and also plays really well defensively. I mean, how many times has she been diving after loose balls here tonight? Taylor Giblin will check in for Stabner with four fouls. Uh, one of two from the line for Kaiser. She's got six. She missed the first, makes the second. Four-point ball game, three minutes to go. Giblin brings it up for Mitchell with Stabner on the bench. And she's already getting ready to check back in when Mitchell gets the ball back. She's Van, at the scorer's table. Van Overshield will turn it over on the tie-up. Lost the ball, dove for it. And uh, the governors tie her up, Stevens and Dupree. Somebody's got to win this game. 41-37. Pierre, they have scored 22 points in the second half. Mitchell's only scored nine. Again, Mitchell had that big 17-point lead at half, 32-15. And this is what, a three-point lead. Mitchell had a three-point lead, now back up to four. And Pierre still has just one point in this quarter. Pass underneath, and again, they just turn it over again. Pass underneath to Ryan Berry. From Laney Stevens. A lot of these are just unforced turnovers. Just yeah. it, it's, throwing it, it's it away. It's just really, yeah, poor passing. Uh, you know, you, you just don't have everyone on the same page. Stabner went to a knee and slipped and brings it back up. Two and a half to go. Stabner driving. She went in there. Looks like she tried to call a timeout. Siebert misses the left corner three. And uh, that, was, that was a big old mess. Pierre on the rebound, Avery Kaiser. Here's a three by the freshman. That one rattles in and out no good. Three by Dupree, wide open. That rattles in and out. Here's Van Overshield on the right side. We have 2.05 to go. Christensen underneath. Can she make a basket? Nope, she will travel. 2.04 to go. Colonels outscoring Pierre in the quarter. 2-1, to one. six minutes in. Mitchell's got 22 turnovers. Pierre's got 24. Even the referees are starting to kind of Laugh a little bit every time they have to call another turnover. This one turned over again. Pass to Sarah Siebert. Colonels get the turnover. 
Now time becomes an issue. You can run this thing down to about I absolutely a would. Run that clock down to one, and whether you get points or not, Giblin misses it almost the layup. doesn't matter. Giblin misses the layup. Here's Price with Pierre down three, or excuse me, down by four with a minute 35 to go. Kaiser, 15-footer. That's wide right. Pierre still has not made his shot, and we're nearly seven minutes uh, gone by. 90 seconds left. Just run this clock down to a minute. Nobody can score. I would. I would absolutely just pass, pass, pass ten not, times if you have to. Don't shoot. Another, another travel another for turnover. Stabner. Hang on to the ball. Yeah, there's no. I mean, there was 22 seconds left. I mean, seriously, just dribble around. Pass the ball All around. the live long day. <laughs> pass it if you have to, but let that clock run out. At least take some clock off if you're going to turn over on a, a shot clock violation. Just... Work some clock if you have to. I mean, this is going to be one of the ugliest wins you've ever seen, no matter who comes out of it, but just be smart. If the shots aren't falling, at least be smart enough to hang on to the ball, dribble around, pass it around. That one possession they had in the first half, 10 passes. 10 passes, I think, without knowing for sure, and then they got that little floater in the lane. That's what they need right here. That would honestly put this game away. It's been a lot of driving, and then the pier defense is there with the double team on that zone. They kind of... Uh, hunker in on the ball handler. Uh, but, yeah, neither team. I mean, this has just been uh, an amazing game. You, you never know what you're going to expect any game that you do. Uh, but, again, this was a 39-36 game at the end of three. We're at 41-37 right now. Uh, Lauren Van Overshield hit that left corner deep two. That's the only points for Mitchell. And then for Peer, they got a free throw from Avery Kaiser. That's all they've gotten. A minute 18 to go. Peer has scored one point in the quarter. Mitchell has scored two. Peer has missed their last 12 shots. And they've had some good looks. Under the basket, 4-3. They Lots had, of threes, they twos, had, they made six, layups. They made six threes in that uh, third quarter to get this, them back in it. This is stunning. Yeah, they uh, they scored uh, They scored 21 of their points in the third quarter. They've only scored 16 cents. Here's another three, and it's an air ball for Kaiser. Putback is good for Br- uh, Barry. We got a two-point game with a minute to go. We may be looking at overtime. 41-39, 55 seconds left. And Colonels. There you go, Giblin working some clock. And she, then turns she turns it, it over. over. Tried to get it to Van Overshield. Van Overshield saves it. We get a timeout here with 44 seconds to go. They're, uh, they, uh, they, I believe this is their last timeout. One more stop by the Colonels. And they'll win this this game. game. (laughs) There's 44 seconds left. This next possession for Pierre is most likely the game. If if Mitchell can just force another bad shot and get that ball back, Pierre is going to have to foul. Mitchell gets back to the free throw line, but the question is, can he hit two free throws to make it a four-point game? Because that would most likely put this game away. But after all this, what we just witnessed here, Mitchell needs one stop to somehow, someway, win a really ugly game tonight here on their home court. Mitchell, they could uh, win this game with nine points in the second half and two of those in the fourth quarter. I can't imagine in the history of basketball, the tens of thousands of games that have been played, many teams have won scoring two points in the fourth quarter. I can't imagine because both teams score at least two points in a quarter. 41-39, 41-39, Peer is down two. 35 seconds, it's a Peer turnover, and why wouldn't it be? They turn it over, Siebert on the steal. 
You don't got to foul right away, but you do have to foul at some point. Now, why wouldn't you is. just wait for Mitchell to turn the ball back over to you? There's 28 seconds to go. Taylor Giblin with a chance to make this a four-point game. Free throws. Well, and really well done by the Colonels defensively. They got that stop I was talking about. And when it first started to develop, Van Overshield was wide open down the court for a fast break layup. They didn't quite get it to her, but they did get to the free throw line. One and one for Giblin. Nine-team foul. She makes it. Giblin. Big, big, big. Did I say big? big? Big free throw right there by Taylor Giblin. Oh, my goodness. Nine points for Giblin, her first this half. Her two biggest free throws of the season right here. Colonel's up three with 28 seconds to go. I'm the only one talking at the Corn Palace now. This one good. Giblin with 10. That might be your game. Those two free throws. Taylor Giblin, well done. Clutch. Peer down four, 24 seconds to go. Drive by Barry. Layup is good with 20 seconds. Peer does not have a timeout. 17 seconds to go. Giblin will shoot two free throws here. Very important. Peer does not have a timeout. Mitchell got that ball in immediately, which is fine. But the next time up the floor, if there's less than five seconds left, if Peer makes a basket, you do not have to inbound the ball. You just keep it for five seconds and the game's over. Well, Taylor Giblin, can you do it again? We need two more huge free throws right here because there's still 17 seconds left. Two free throws makes it a two-possession game still. 43-41, Mitchell up by two. She misses the first free throw off the front iron. So Pierce still breathing. Pierce got no timeouts. Mitchell has one. Mitchell also only has five fouls, so you can foul Pierce here and not put him to the line. And this here would make it a three-point game with 17 seconds to go. Giblin, her free throw is no good. Stabner with the putback. Count it and the foul, and that should do it. Stabner, only her eighth point tonight. Another rebound for her, and we get the uh, 10th team foul or 11th team foul on Peer. That's Ryan Berry's third. Colonels, Giblin missed those two free throws, but Stabner was there to save the day. Beautifully done by Sawyer Stabner. She's also had a very cold night shooting. She missed the, missed free, the free throw. throw. So again, they're still up by four. Kaiser brings it up. Ten seconds to go. Colonels up four. They should win this one. Blocked by Stabner on the Price three. Price drives, and that'll be it. She'll miss it. Stabner, and no foul. 45-41, somehow Mitchell won this game. I tell you what, Colonel scored 13 points in the second half. They scored six. Mitchell made one shot in the fourth quarter. They made four free throws and one from the field. Peer, they scored five points in the fourth quarter. It was ugly. It was a mess. Mitchell won 45-41. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the ugliest wins you'll ever see for any team, and that's exactly what the Colonels had to do here, unfortunately, tonight, because such a first half that looked really good, scoring 32 points, the offense was pretty efficient, and the fact that it turned into that in the second half is kind of surprising to me. But uh, winning ugly, that's one way to win. I mean, that's not what you, you hope for. You'd rather have it look really good in, in, in all areas, but... You take wins however you can get them when you're a 1-5 team. I mean, this is a Colonel team that's just desperate for wins. They leaned on their defense again here tonight as they planned on doing for most of this season. So well done by the Colonels, fighting off an ugly performance in the second half, weathering the storm with that peer comeback. They got it down to three. Yep. And uh, that was a very intense, tight fourth quarter, and the Colonels survived. 
45-41. This is a Mitchell girls team in much need of wins right now just to, to get into that top 16. Right now they're at uh, 18th in, uh, in AA, so this should help them. And they've got Sturgis and Spearfish, and you have to win both of those games uh, next week. So at this point, they're 2-6. They're, uh, and six. You win Sturgis and Spearfish, you're sitting at 4-6. and six. It's not too bad here after a 1-6 start. Uh, and, again, you look at that Yainton game last week in overtime, you know, it's not out of the uh, the realm of possibility, uh, the what-ifs. Uh, this could be a 5-5 five and five team, but uh, right now they are 2-6 and six on the season. What a game. 32 points in the first half for Mitchell. They led by 17 at half, 32-15. to 15. Then uh, they were outscored. A peer outscores Mitchell in the third quarter, 21-7, to seven, uh, to make it a three-point game heading in to the fourth quarter. And then we were stuck at 39-36 for three, four, five minutes. And again, Peer, they only scored uh, five points in the quarter, and Mitchell scored six. Yeah, I mean, it was 39-36 with just over three minutes left in this game. And it was just cold, cold, cold. For both teams offensively, lots of turnovers. Oh, my goodness. I mean, 50? 26 for Pierre, 24 for Mitchell. I mean, if you're going to have 24 turnovers and still win that game, you got to consider yourself pretty darn lucky. And I guarantee you uh, this is one that Coach Knippling is just thankful to come away with with a W. With all the sickness and everything going on, you yep. take this win. You, you take a couple weeks off. You'll get the weekend off. You'll get Monday off of school for – the Martin Luther King holiday, and then you can turn your focus to, to Sturgis and Spearfish when you have those two games in about, you know, uh, 20 hours. You play at 7 o'clock on Friday and then right back at it at 1.30 uh, here coming up on Saturday. Uh, when I was a kid, I'm sure when you were a kid, the, these prom proposals were never a thing uh, where you asked the girl, Not the really. guy, hey, here's a big sign. You want to go to prom with me? No, you just asked him. You didn't mean to make a <laughs> sign up and say, hey, Susie, you want to go to prom with me? Imagine if they say no when you got the sign. I know, sign. imagine. You got, if, if you're going to go through all that trouble, you better make sure you're pretty certain of what their <laughs> make answer sure is. Make sure she's available. Yeah. You better make certain that, yes, uh, you will uh, You will say yes to prom. Culver's uh, postgame show coming up here next. We'll talk with Mitchell head coach Cole Knippling. 45-41. Mitchell wins. They were 2-6. and six. Pierre, they lose. They are also at two and six. We are back in uh, three minutes with the post-game show here on KOR and Mitchell and KCCR Pier. Culver's post-game show, Travis Grins and Sean Michaels here on KORN News Radio, FM 1013 and AM 1490. Also streaming live on our website at KORNradio.com. Also broadcasting tonight in Pier on KCCR Radio, AM 1240 and 98.9 FM in Pier. Colonels pick up their second win of the season. It was tough, 45-41. to 41. Again, Mitchell, they were outscored in the third quarter, 21-7. to 7. A three-point barrage by Pier. They scored 21 points. 18 of them were on six three-pointers. And they also got an old-fashioned three-point play from Lennox Dupree. So they only scored on seven possessions in that third quarter, Sean, but all of them were three-point plays. Then we saw that Pierre offense just completely disappear. Uh, Mitchell outscored them 6-5 to five, uh, in that fourth quarter. Mitchell hung on, and uh, Taylor Giblin, two big free throws at the end, and Sawyer Stabner, maybe even a, a bigger putback when Giblin missed uh, two other free throws. Yeah, clutch free throws tonight by uh, the leader, Stabner. 
uh, to put this game away at the end. It got really ugly, but I want to give a lot of credit to uh, the Pier Lady Governors tonight. I mean, that was really impressive, rallying back when you're down by 17 at halftime. A lot of teams would uh, kind of start to fold the tent when they're down by 17 points, especially when uh, the shots aren't falling like they're used to. And, boy, they fought back, had a huge third quarter, made it a three-point game, up for grabs going into the fourth quarter. And uh, they, they really showed their mettle there in that third quarter. I mean, it's a really good peer team, probably better than their record, as uh, Coach Knippling uh, referred to in the pregame show. And uh, they were showing off their talent in that third quarter. A lot of good shooters on this team. Really impressive to see how they rallied back. But, um, you know, the Colonels just weathered that storm and just dug in and found a way to kind of win ugly tonight. They're not always going to be pretty. And when you're a young team like this, the Mitchell Colonels, uh, you'll take the wins how you can get them. And I liked how they th- they fought through adversity tonight when the offense got really ugly in that second half and uh, held off that big peer rally, never let them take the lead or tie the ball game up, and came away with a big win on their home floor tonight. Colonels get the win, 45-41. Taylor Giblin with a a team-high 10. Lauren Van Overshield had 9. Sawyer Stainer, Caitlin Christensen had 8. Reaction to the action coming up next. We're back in 60 seconds. Reaction to the action, Colonel Post Game Show here tonight on KORN and on KCCR Pier. Mackenzie Mertens joins us, assistant coach here for the uh, Colonels. Uh, 45 41. Uh, both teams had many opportunities there at the end and uh, had a great offensive first half, but then it was, it was kind of your defense tonight that won you the ball game. Yeah, you know, we had a really great first half. Um, we kind of talked about it in the locker room with the girls that that was probably the best first half. Um, of offense, defense, just basketball-wise that we've ever played, which is really, really encouraging to see that, hey, we know that we can do this, mm-hmm. we know that we can compete, but we just got to put together two halves now and do it the whole way through. Pick up the win tonight, and, and, we, and we've seen when the offense has been on, we've seen uh, Sarah Seward have some big games, we've seen uh, Sawyer Stabner have some big games, but again, it was, I mean, it was everybody tonight. Uh, Taylor Giblin had 10, uh, Stabner and Christensen had 8, Lauren Van Overshield have 9, and again, uh, best offensive performance in that first half, and uh, this was by far uh, probably the, the the best variety of offense. Everybody got involved. Yeah, absolutely, and that's what we've been kind of hoping for too—to see it more spread out with our scoring wise, because that you know that that's going to be mm-hmm. um, we're going to hopefully come out on top if we can spread out our scoring and it's not just one or two players. Outside of Pierre in that third quarter, they hit uh, six threes. They had 21 points, but outside of that, uh, I mean, you guys forced a lot of turnovers. We had up for 26. Uh, turnovers tonight. What was it about the defense? Seems like uh, if they couldn't make a three, they really wasn't uh, wasn't getting much tonight. Yeah, you know, our defense, we really kind of, um, we just got in their face, and um, it was really cool to see our defense come out like that because we haven't seen them play such a good, like, aggressive defense from our girls. So seeing them do that and put it all together was really awesome. And, and the old boards and the rebounding, man, that was crazy tonight, which was cool. And they did that without fouling a lot. To appear to not have a lot of uh, uh, free throws either. So you're two and six. You've got Sturgis and Spearfish next week. Uh, what do you get the weekend off you get monday off time to rest get healthy uh you get a win and maybe a couple wins next weekend is this a good time to have some time off absolutely yeah it'll be really nice especially this um win on a friday to just kind of mm-hmm. take the weekend re- recoup and get ready to come back and ready to work next week mackenzie mertens joins us here mitchell assistant coach colonels with their second win tonight mackenzie good job thank you thanks for coming up we'll see you yep, thank you